Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Dinner is served right here on WKBY 1080 AM out of Chatham, Virginia. Again, we're in week four, I believe this is, of the wow. Dinner is Served series. And it seems like it's going fast, but it seems like it's been deep and long. Or it's always long to say deep and wide. Deep and wide. At the same time. Yeah. We're in, with us being in week four, we decided last week that we were going to deal with the different courses that you have during a meal. And we're going to relate those in stories and what the Lord gives us to where we find ourselves in a course. And we're going to... Ah, and I didn't announce our guests today, and I apologize. So I'm going to introduce our guests. We're in the home of, we're actually the corporate offices of, of Knight Consulting, my cousin, Michelle, Dr. Michelle Knight, and we have the proper term this week. So I've always wanted to keep giving Dr. Mary Louise Page the doctor title, but for right now, we're going to say Professor Mary Louise Page, and we're just excited to be in the presence of us all right now today. So let's get started. Let's get right into it. So as a quick Recap, we dealt with the 23rd Psalms, all verses 1 to 6, and we've talked about the Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies, and, and here the Lord here is Jehovah, who's actually the God over us. It's a rank and title versus God, who God is as a person. It's God, not even God in the triune, it's just a rank over. Mm-hmm. And, then we, and the Lord reminds us in, in the first verse that he is our shepherd, so we don't have to worry about who's preparing the, the meal. We don't. It's all clean, and we don't have to worry about COVID, and is it all prepared properly? Is it kosher? Is it not kosher for those who are into that and be concerned with that sort of thing? Is, is it... You know, is it pork or is it not pork? Is it the new white meat? Is it chicken? Is it is it vegan? Is it gluten free? Or it doesn't matter. It's it's the table that he prepared for us. Because if we get really, if we get into the word, the way the word says it, that the Lord has brought everything that He has said is clean is clean. So some of the stuff that we talk about as ritual, some of the things we talk about as religion, and some folks can be excited about a certain way of living, a certain way of eating, which may be thought of as clean to them. But from a from a God's perspective, what He is called clean is clean. Right. Talk about appetizers. Talk about main courses. And I know in the course of eating, in our research, when we were dealing, we were together on Friday on the phone. We were finding out that there's you know four course meals. There's seven course meals. There's progressive dinners, and there's different ways. And we find that there's an appetizer, and it's usually some type of small you know small eating type of thing. And then there's a soup. Right, something a brothy, something right, and then there's a couple of different types of main courses, whether it be a fish course, and then other, it could be a pork or a dairy, or I mean, not dairy, pork or a beef course, and then there's a salad. Oddly enough, we found, and then some at the end, some type of cheese course, or those are into charcuterie. There's that, and then there's a dessert. But even when we talked about looking at the meals and the foods during biblical times, it was a lot of beans. Legumes. legumes being one, and I don't even know. I don't even know what a legume is. I thought a legume was where you find some water in. That's a legume. Oh, it's a legume. Got it. Okay. Legume. Legume. I don't know what that is. So it's different, and then there's also different types of breads, and dealing with olives and olive oils and things like that as a part of the meal process. So one of the things I know we wanted to start with this week is the Lord gave us the idea that appetizers and the different courses really dealt with the different points in our life when we experienced him at a small and a more def- uh, defining 
levels. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's give an example of when in our life we notice that, or we can think now was an appetizer experience with God, something small, but yet to us, it was probably at that time, it was probably pretty huge at that time. But take us to a point where what was an appetizer for you. This ties in beautifully to what I think Michelle, Dr. Knight, had something to say about that. And you were leading us through this path of how does God speak to us? Yeah. And, and how did we learn to hear his voice? And um, what, what did we go through um, to, to get to know that it was him? Sure. And I'm thinking that this ties into that, that we were at the appetizer level. We yeah. weren't ready for beef, yeah. you know, not not ready for a T-bone steak yeah. if you're a meat eater or, sure. or whatever. So I think I remember we our church was, this was many, many, many years ago. I don't think I shared this story in this particular format, but uh, the church, I was very young and just gobbled up everything, that, which was a good thing for me gobbled up everything the church said hook line and sinker if the bible said it i was i was all in if they said god said it i was all in yeah. and um, they had been talking about healing and that god was a healer and god could work miracles and, and i believed it i didn't need any miracles or anything at the time but i believed it yeah. and my baby brother um mm. uh, robert had fierce nosebleeds I didn't share this with you guys, did I? Mm -mm. Okay. He had he would have just horrible nosebleeds. I mean, just out of the blue, and they would just he, they'd just be flowing and flowing, mm -hmm. and and so my mother would get you know towels and do whatever to try to. They couldn't find anything wrong with him. I don't even know if he ever if they ever took him to the doctors or not. But he would just bleed, and so the, in the middle of the night, we didn't have a dad in the home. So if she needed help doing something with any of the kids, she would call me, wake me up. She'd say, Louise, wake up. And so I woke up and it was getting wet towels and putting everything, you know, on him, everything we could think of to stop the flow of blood and nothing worked. So uh, we were sitting on the bed. She was holding him in her uh, in her lap and I was sitting next to her doing the towel thing. Um, and before I go any further, I have to acknowledge that my mother was not fond of this new church that I had joined. Mm. all this faith stuff and you know praising the lord you know overtly and the loud music and the tambourines and the dancing she was not into all that church so gun crash back then oh well i didn't want to name anybody <laughs> but since you brought it and she had come from bethel ame got it yeah, and uh, you all didn't do that no, back in, were, in the day. They were a little bit more sadiddy back then. A little quiet. bit more, they were a lot more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. a real deep worship service would sure. be where a tear would stream down and you would say, but, oh, but it, I'm But it wouldn't full. make it all the way down. Well, probably not, because they'd wipe it off. I mean, you can't be, you know, why get all overly emotional? And we're not, we're not throwing shade at the Amy Church. I grew, you know, I grew up in it, and some I folks, are, and some folks are, are listening who are from the Amy Church. So, but you know, back in the day. It was because that's the way it was. It was more conservative. It was right, right? very it, conservative. Very conservative because Richard Allen broke from the you know the mainstream United Methodist yeah. Church. It, you know the AMEs were at that time known to be a little bit more the quieter group. 
people thought they were a little bit something extra, and that's why the other churches well, started breaking well, off in the Amy church. Well, I didn't say that. Right, I'm but, I, just but I had saying. to make sure we gave the history so those who are yeah. listening who are from the holiness churches and from the Baptist church understand, well, who was this guy think he is talking about the AMEs about us that way? We, well, we were. But we knew. Oh, yeah. yeah we knew the history. I went to speak at, an a, at my home AME church, Bethel AME, sure. uh, not too many years ago. Sure. And I was like, the old saints would be spinning in their graves. You guys yeah. got a band going. Yeah. Yeah. You got a cotton picking tambourine yeah. in the choir. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This cannot be the same church. No. They were like, yeah, we have church. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out, that she was not she was not, I'm taking the long way around, but she was not excited about this newfound religion. Sure. But the baby's nose would not stop bleeding. It just kept going. Yeah. And I remember it was about like two, three o'clock in the morning mm. and we're sitting there side by side on the bed. Yeah. And I remembered that the saints said mm. you could lay hands yeah. on the sick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I didn't know that to be a fact, sure. but they said yeah. that the Bible said yeah. they could lay hands on the sick and they would recover. Yes, they and so without saying a word, I got <laughs> enough faith to just slip my hand over and I put it on Robert's face and his nose and I quietly said a prayer, wow. not out loud, because I didn't know what mama would do. Sure. The minute my hand touched his face and his nose the blood dried up it dried up like somebody turned a faucet off wow and and i looked at mom and mom looked at me we never spoke about that night from that day until the day she left here she never said, how did you do that? Why did you do that? I can't believe you did that. And I can't, I couldn't say, I can't believe I did that. Oh, no. But it was the shaping, yeah. the foundation of my faith that it didn't have to be the preacher, the bishop, the, the wife, the missionary, the evangelist, but it was the foundation of me. That was like an appetizer. That was the appetizer. That, that, that was the appetizer is sure. where I'm going. It was it was a big thing, yet it was a small thing. But for me, it was like profound. But it was a meaty thing. It was a meaty because thing. Because it had, it had weight in mm -hmm. God there. Yeah. It was your first introduction. It was the and, first, and that's, yeah. and that's the thing, I think, for some of us that we talk about appetizer. Mm -hmm. It's what an appetizer is. Mm -hmm. It sets the stage mm -hmm. for the meal. Yeah. When I do the, the framework. Tone, huh? yeah, yeah. When I do the framework, I'm always looking for that first track. To oh, set off the mm -hmm. whole episode, hmm. to set things going where folks know it's either going to be a Bobby Head moment, mm -hmm. or it's going to be a hallelujah, it's going to be a quiet day. Oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. We want that to be the first stage. So mm -hmm. when you had your appetizer, you, you looked at healing probably differently the whole rest of your life, even though you didn't understand it. No, I was scared to death. It wasn't like I just had faith and I'm going to go in and do sure. this thing. I had to sit there and think about it. And, and then I kind of eased my hand over so... Because yeah. I wasn't going to come in calling fire. I wasn't going to do the Elijah you were, thing. No, you weren't coming in hot, were you? No, I wasn't coming in hot or high. I'm not coming in with, in the name of Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. I cast you demon out. I, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. I just slipped. I'm thinking, I hope she doesn't see this. Yeah. But the blood just, it was so profound. Sure. sure. That I think it touched her faith and mine. It had to. It was a foundation for me. It had to. And I think that's awesome. No, Michelle, share an appetizer moment of God, experience with God. Yeah, I was I was trying to think beyond 
I was just trying to think of something that wasn't so meaty, but mm-hmm. I, I, I can't. It's kind of hard because when you're talking about the the things of God, um, they're all kind of meaty he sometimes. Does because you can't. I don't have the words to articulate how I know or how I knew or what I was doing. It was just going with the flow. That's I guess that's the yeah. easiest way to say it. Uh-huh. Um, but also with my brother, there are two incidents that, that come to mind. Um, and I was young. Uh, let's see. The first one I remember was like God telling me, okay, lay your hands on him. Mm. It was at a big youth service. We were at our Bishop church at the time and I didn't know what he was struggling with. I didn't know, but I remember God telling me to lay my hand on his stomach and I'm like, "Uh like, you know, do I really do this? Um, and, and, and I remember Michael saying afterward now, pastor Michael, but I remember him saying afterward, thank you for praying for me, but I didn't really know. Mm, I didn't really know that it meant anything. It was just like, do what I I heard this voice and something in the pit of my stomach was like, okay, the next time with my brother, Michael, um, um, I used to sleep in his room until I was Mm. about (laughs) no weird stuff either. People. Um, till I was about 13, 12 or 13, mm-hmm. I would sleep in his room. I had my own room. We've always been super close. And so, um, talking with him and, and kind of understanding, you know, he was dating and, you know, it was just, it, it was, I under, had a different level of understanding of what he was going through. And one morning I woke up and Michael was staring like a glazed, almost like crippling fear. At, toward his TV and I was shaking him because I said my, good morning you know good morning Barbara just like my daughter does the, to our sons you know her brothers good morning Barbara and he didn't move hmm. and I could it was like a catatonic it was really scary hmm. and I was like okay is he playing because my brother you know we grew up in the 80s and it would be like you know Jason and Freddy Krueger yeah, movies yeah. Were really <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you know that's probably why I was sleeping right. in his room because I didn't want to be by scared, myself right? but he would turn off everything. all the lights and go yeah. You know, just weird, just yeah. really cruel things. Um, but this was different. Yeah. This was different. And I remember thinking, is he trying to scare me or what's going on? And I remember calling out. I was a little older and I did grow up in the holiness uh, church. And so I, I, there was a different level of regard that our parents, you know, taught us or different level of respect. It was like they wanted to see us active in ministry. And I remember saying the blood of Jesus as I put my hand on him. Yeah. And it was like he shook. And I said it again, the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And um, he shook again. And so I said, it one the blood of Jesus. And I remember like screaming at the top of my lungs. And when he came to, yeah. again, it was just confirmation that God was using me with these, yeah. what seemed to be insignificant to me, but kind of testing the waters, getting my foot in the water to call sure. on his name or to know that he was the one that was leading and guiding me. So, um, that's what I recall. That's what I remember. Well, the dinner is served. Yeah. And the thing we have to remember about a dinner is that you can't eat it all at once. Right. And you can't prepare it fast. No. Mm. It's got to be prepared a little bit at a time. Yeah. And I, I know we have to take these breaks a little bit at a time as well. You know how I feel about the break, but we got to take it anyway. And you're listening to the Raising Men Show with your host, Craig Carlisle. I've got Dr. Michelle Knight. And Professor Mary Louise Page, I'm gonna get the through there. I'm gonna get it all the way through at some point, and uh, we'll be right back. Who you hire as your realtor matters. 
You need a realtor who looks out for your best interests and not their own. Marie Clark with Allison James Estates is a full-time realtor, specializing in helping first-time homebuyers in Temecula and the surrounding areas. She is also a ministry leader. Today, why don't you choose Marie Clark to buy or sell your next home? Please call 951-265-6259. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film, Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yoba, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restore It Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it. Either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY 1080 AM. And we're back a second time in the same second segment because the computer just stopped working. But we know the Lord is going to work it out in the in the blood of Jesus is on this computer (laughs) all the way through. So I don't even remember where we were, but you were you were given the story. Yes, you were clarifying your brother's the story with you know your brother were the same when and he tells the story three, later three yes victim that was yeah so tell that crucial so the the piece around for me it was god using you know testing my faith if you will or, or seeing what i would do to create this foundation but when my brother tells a story yeah. what i couldn't see that was going on for him was that he was seeing a spirit in his armoire his tv um what do you call those things? Cabinet. Cabinet. Yeah. Entertainment um, center. That's what I'm looking for. Entertainment center. And he could see red eyes coming through and he could hear chains. And so it was a spirit of death that was coming to take yeah. him because he had been battling suicide. Uh-huh. I don't think I said that last time, but he was had been battling suicide and no uh-huh. one knew. Sure. I didn't know, sure. but I knew to call on the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And I knew that something was not right because my brother was not responding to me in the way that he normally would. So... Um, I th- I think that it's important that as we build up on our foundation, this is where I was going also, you, you had mentioned that the appetizer is kind of like this foundation in both stories that we shared. It's building upon those foundations and trusting us as we go through this thing called life or this course that we're going through, um, this progressive meal that's yeah. happening, yeah. Um, that that foundation is, is so important to, to have. And it's, and it's really cool that even... Even on the restart, the Lord still brings new information because the Lord's now reminding me and showing me what a progressive meal looks like mm, okay. for yeah. us. Talk, talk because progressive meals are when you actually are taking one of these courses mm-hmm. and you host that, serve that course at your home. Yep. And you're fellowshipping. So the people, like today, let's just say, if we were to have a progressive meal together, let's say the first meal or the first course mm-hmm. would have been served at Michelle's house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we would have all driven to her home she made it. She would have, of course, had to already the be there. The appetizer, right? The appetizer, and maybe a you know a drink that goes with that, or what have you. But it would not be the full meal. And you would serve. You would serve and eat that there. Then mm-hmm. the, the group would get up and go to the, the in the cars and get or however they get there and go to the next person's house for the next course, and they would serve that. 
when we are even in here, there may be an appetizer course that you have with family that you, or people that you're getting to know. That's good. Your, your, your husband and you were talking about dating and the story mm-hmm. you were telling about, he, he was sharing about having lost his dog and he hadn't oh, yes. been to church really with you for mm-hmm. the first time and you were really kind of in the new talking kind mm-hmm. of stage yeah. mm-hmm. and then he came to church. Mm-hmm. That may have been an appetizer for, sure. for you all in that relationship mm-hmm. and then you talk finding about the dog too. and finding the dog and then, and then later on as things get to be more serious mm-hmm. then there may be an actual meat based meal as the families are together and you're marrying and, and right. we're getting along in relationships there's the proposal right yeah. and then there's the marriage yeah. the, the ceremony the, yeah. yes absolutely so, and so it's a sharing of yes. our lives I come me coming down here for the last four weeks mm-hmm. that's a progressive meal where I come here and you guys are sharing and feeding you know it is even today when your son was able to share the meal I said what would you cook today and he was able to share life mm-hmm. and experience it with life mm-hmm. and it's a different aspect and people start to think about well what are we actually doing yeah. here and you said when I came in, you said it's funny. You know, he didn't even know what the topic was, and he mm-hmm. made an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did from scratch, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Spinach, dip. spinach dip with mm-hmm. cream cheese, and we can't give a recipe on the, on, on, <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> it, it was, was delicious. It was. You have to kill us if he told us what was in it or yeah. something. But when you really get down to what life is, yeah. it's the sharing, and I think we had shared in the in the segment before the computer went crazy. Louis, when you were sharing the story about Robert's nosebleed, mm-hmm. that it reminded me of connecting to the, the woman the, with the issue of blood, yeah, and then the man with the thirty-eight-year infirmity. We got off into that, yeah, because but the woman with the issue of blood. Yeah. It was just the faith part, and I think that's where the Lord really deals with us with these yeah. courses when He prepares the table, and then before we even started, as a matter of fact, when we were talking about just the word prepare. Mm-hmm. So I know we, in the first week or two, we dealt yes. with how the Lord prepares the table before us in the presence of our enemies, and we, we, we were excited when the thought of that the Lord knew in advance that we were here. Yeah. But when you start thinking about He prepared it, I mean, He took some time. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote that. Please. I literally wrote the table He has prepared for yeah. us. So as much as people think that they're serving up, you know, <laughs> uh, distraction or discouragement mm. or that they're in control because they speak first or yeah. they show up first, kind of like the I, I, I tend to relate things to family. So, sure. uh, you know, I'm the stepmom. So I'm going to go ask him. I'm going to go tell my daddy what you did. And, you know, and he's got so no matter how much people think that they're serving up for us. Yeah. God is the one who prepared the table. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. there is there is something beyond that. There, I may be going through it; it may not feel good, but what I can rest assured is that I'm not eating at their table. Yeah, He's prepared a table for, for me, me, right? In the presence that's a good point. of my enemies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so good. they're not serving me; He's serving me. Oh, and what was that one movie you got served? Because there's sometimes folks that are trying to serve us a mm-hmm. humble pie or serve us a meal that we don't want to eat. Mm-hmm. They're the right ones actually getting served. Right. In some way that they don't need. Yeah. And we're being saved. Mm. When we were talking about the men with the, they've been waiting 38 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you think about getting served. I, I wonder what happened to all those people who didn't stop and help that man the 38 mm-hmm. prior mm-hmm. times. The 38 mm-hmm. prior times. Because even in the Bible, it talks about the Good Samaritan, right? Right. Yes. 
He stopped. Somebody finally stopped. Somebody did. Yeah, a man of a different nationality, a different race, a different color, a different creed. Finally stopped. While the people that looked like him and worshipped the way he was, they just kept right on going. They just kept right on going. The folks but somebody, the somebody that didn't have the same color skin and hair and eyes, and that they were thought less of. Yeah. You know, the Samaritans were like dogs. Mixed yeah. race, yeah. impure people, yeah. unfit. Yeah. But that Samaritan saw that man in need. Yeah. And he stopped on that Jericho Road, taking his life in his hand. Yeah. Because I'm told that the crime rate was high. Yeah. Because I've been on the Jericho Road in a, in a bus mm. on a tour. Okay. But it's winding and, and, at, and, and at night it would be very treacherous. It's narrow. Mm. And and you going like that, that, yeah. that man took his life in his hands by stopping to help a, a brother in need. Well, how many of us even stop now? Well, they said the priest crossed over cr crossed on the, the street. Other side. So I don't I don't even want to walk on the same on street the same by side. you. He crossed over. <laughs> so that's another topic. That's another yeah. Topic. Because that's so relevant for where we are now. Um People, uh, it also goes to what you and I were talking about, Mom. Like a prophet has no, there's no honor in the, in his own home, his own his own home. right? Mm -hmm. His own town. That's right. Um, to where sometimes it feels like the people that should be supporting, that should be doing this, that should, should, yes. should, should, yeah. should be doing whatever. They're not the ones. They're not the ones. Right. Mm -hmm. right. They're not the ones. But the prophet's got to continue to go. Still got to go. And still got to go. Absolutely. And still got to go because there's 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 a part of me that I look at the stats and the numbers for those who've been listening on the playback. And there was a part of me that was sad. I was like, oh, it's, there's nobody listening in the numbers that I wanted to listen to. Right, right. But that's not what the important thing is. And the important thing is the one. There could be one. Whose life was changed mm -hmm, as right. a part of this. That's but there's, I keep thinking, but Lord, this is what you gave. This is what you mm -hmm. gave. This is. He's like, yeah, but I didn't give it for the all. I gave it for the one. And it may not be now. It might be later. Right. And it's, it starts with <clears throat> us. He's given us the word. Well, you said it. You said you can't eat a whole meal, yeah. a whole course at one time. At one time. So this is the beginning. This is the foundation. Yeah. This is what we're going to be building upon. But yeah. had you not started, oh, it would be a different story. Can you imagine if we had not done this? 38 years. 38 years. Can you imagine <laughs> circling around the same issue, missing a blessing oh, for 40 38 years? Oh, 40 years. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine. And we talked about the gentleman laying there on the ground, on the ground. in the rain, yes. in the heat, in the, in the cold, in the, in cold, the winter, yeah. by himself. And I don't, we weren't told who brought him food or water. So there had to have mm -hmm. been somebody you know, that's true. That sustained him, him, that kept him alive. So if, if you're going to bring the man something to eat, can't you just like scoot him and put him in the water? Even no, just put his feet in the water? No, because you're asking me to hang out here with you and I don't know when you're going to be delivered. I mean, if you were going to hurry up and get delivered today or tomorrow, yeah. I could hang with you. So but it's like one of my daughters <clears throat> said to me, when you've been, it's a difference in being sick mm. and in being sick for a long time. Yeah. And she said, when you first get sick, yeah. people will send you cards Ooh. and sometimes they'll send you flowers and they'll call and check on you. Yeah. But you stay sick a year, stay sick six months yeah. and a year. And then 10 years, and you're still sick and you're still struggling. Sure. Sometimes people will forget you. Yeah. So you're, you're, 
You ask a card thing to stay there with him for 30. But I don't even want anybody to stay with him. I'm just thinking, if I'm going to bring you food. Scoot you over by the edge of the pool or something. Please put your paralytic toe in the water. (laughs) So whenever the angel does come and get an assignment, he would be the first in the water. Right. That's that's my thinking. Just get him over there and get a toe in the water. Just get a toe. Selfishness and greed takes over, though. See, yeah. Because I want what I want for me right now. Right now. I I don't care about, I mean, I care about you as long as it's not infringing upon what is good for me. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Right? Yeah. And um, so that's that's a mentality. Um, uh, There's a a phrase that says, if you don't, uh, this is also from a training I do, it says, if you don't talk it out, you'll act it out. Mm. Right? So I may never say to you what I really think about you. Yeah. But I see you. Yeah. I don't see it the same way you see it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the story with my brother. I didn't see what he was seeing, but I saw sure. him, sure. right? But sometimes we get caught up in what we're seeing for ourselves that yeah. we're, we got this tunnel vision about, you know, me, my four, my, yeah. and, you know, and no more type of a thing. Yeah. So they couldn't see him in need beyond their own need. Yeah. That's tough. Because when Jesus came into the, to, to the man, he asked him, didn't ask him, do you want to join my church? No. You do you need? Do you know the catechism? That's right. Do you know any of the rituals of the church? Do you know all this stuff? Do you want to? When was the last time you sinned? Yeah, he didn't ask him all that stuff. <laughs> no. And, and it put to that, but to your point, he didn't, Jesus didn't even do the dude like he did the lady at the well when he right. told her about herself. Mm-hmm. He just asked, dude, do you want to be whole? Yeah. Would you like to be? It's a closed. It was not an essay question. No, mm-hmm. it was a yes or no. Like when I teach my students, I'll yeah. say, no, I don't want an essay on this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to give me chapter and verse and tell me what that means. That's it. That's it. I don't want an essay. Give me a yes or a no. And that's all he wanted was, do yeah. you want to be made whole? And I think that is just so bananas because we get so wrapped up in the things Story. that separate it. And it's our story yes. that we think needs to be heard, and it separates us. But yes. God knows our story, and Jesus yes. didn't have time. I ain't got time for that. I need to know. Do you, do you want to be made whole? Let's go. Would you like to be better out yeah. of this? Come on. Pick up your banner and follow me. It. That's all he told him to do, yeah. and he got up and went. <laughs> Good Lord. All right, we're going to go to break. We'll be right okay. back. Hey, everyone. My name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. Or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. 
And welcome back to the Raising Men Show. Again, we're at the corporate offices, and I love saying the corporate offices of the night of night That's prophetic. Awesome. No, this is the corporate office. This is it. This is it. So it's not prophecy. I mean, it's, happening it's, already. it's prophecy being fulfilled, basically. Okay. It's manifestation. I'm in. Amen. Because I, I, I enjoy it. And we're talking about dinner is served. And we were talking about the different courses. And we talked about an appetizer, moments, moments in our life where it was an, interest, an ap- interesting part that introduced us to a great thing of God that we might have thought yeah. was so meaty. But to the Lord, it was just a small thing, a, a one bite kind of deal, something that was giving us just what we needed to kind of wet our palate, get wet our appetite, kind of mm-hmm. satisfy that initial hunger. And then next you're going to have something like a soup, right? Mm-hmm. And then various types of soups. And there's soups with meat and there's soups without mm-hmm. meat and it's vegetables and not vegetables and all kinds of stuff. And there's a different ways to even look. And during the break, Michelle, you were mentioning even how the soup was something to that even cleanse the palate mm-hmm. and kind of help that appetizer pass. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. Yeah. But my, my thoughts were a little scattered. I have to tell you, Craig, this, um, this topic, um, wasn't sure where we were going initially, you know, just like, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's see. Yeah. I'm no Bible scholar. She is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just kind of, let's see where the conversation yeah. is going. But I was thinking about when, uh, like, let's say I'm at Applebee's or, uh, I don't know what's another place I like their soup, but you have your you have super, your super oh yes. at um, Olive, Garden. Olive Garden. So they bring out you know the bread sure. you know, and then there's sure. the soup. But we typically get um, a shrimp scampi okay. um, appetizer because we like that, and then the soup comes out. Because I started thinking a little too much about well, what is the order of the meal, and then I the more I started thinking about sure. it, the more it made sense to what we how we're served, sure. which I think is key. Um, but the soup comes after the appetizer, which in my mind, the soup came first. Yeah, but you've got yeah. kind of this, you mentioned this thing that kind of quenches your thirst or quenches your your uh, hunger. your hunger, you know, just, just something to take that curve off. And then the soup is like, oh my gosh, but it prepares you yeah. at a deeper level for yeah. what's to come. It's something that absorbs into your system. Yes, and and pro- yeah. begins to provide nourishment. So relating that to the word, we already have the appetizer, that initial experience, sure. that uh, that moment where you know that it's God. It you can't be me. God. You get you, yeah. uh, just this little, little yeah. bite. Yeah. And then you have this soup and now you you, you know what it what it is. Sure. Um, and and that soup begins to kind of just pre- to prepare the stomach, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want to get too graphic, but just prepare, coat the stomach. Yeah. And yeah. so that's like the Holy Spirit just going through yeah. your body. You ever drink a, a nice cold soda or sure. you know a cup of water and you feel it going down? Sure. Soup does that same thing. It just sure. cleanses yeah. and 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 prepares, uh, kind of saturates what's going to come next mm-hmm. if you will and I think that's the Holy Spirit See, flowing through page. us you're the same page because when, yeah. when you had an experience with God yeah. you may not automatically know what that really was yes. and you may have had that moment where well I think I really want you to come into my life 
and what you mentioned the, the soup is the Holy Spirit coming because it, yeah. it allows us to come in smooth yes it doesn't necessarily come in hot you don't have to chew on it it's just it just happens you just have to just drink and go and yes. just use your spoon and just to and sip and go at your own pace yes right and you can you can become full off of a soup if you're not careful and even when the meal mm-hmm. comes even when the meal comes sometimes yeah. oh, I'm still working on this or soup I'm still working on this. I'm still working on this. And so sometimes it's a it's a prog- process even within the meal. Yeah. Oh, yeah right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it it literally the, the finish this first yeah. and then we'll get to this. But to your point, when you're at a fine dining restaurant, mm. now not a lot of us no, 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 me, me. I don't take my kids to a fine dining restaurant very like there's a bunch of them. <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> have the money at the moment. What, what's five to, or six men? Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. how much could it be? How much could it be? Yeah. You know, so, you know, a whole lot more than I want to spend. It's not, it's not like it's mm-hmm. a fast food meal. Right. So, when you're, but you, when you're fine dining, okay, they don't bring out the next course until you finish. Right. That's right. Because they're not necessarily worried about turning that table for the mm-hmm. money's sake. Mm-hmm. So, in the case of the this experience. being, it's an experience. Yes. So, the Lord's not going to bring you your appetite, bring your soup. Until your appetizer's done. Yes. So until he's done working out that experience that you need to have with him on the initial, mm-hmm. he's not going to bring you the soup. He's going to wait till you have fully taken in that appetizer experience with him. However he spoke or exposed himself to you, your burning bush experiences now can't be finished until you're able to be like, okay, I'm ready for the next course. Right. So he sends out, right, himself, and he, send, he goes out and he, he Clears the table, right? Okay. And then he would come after your so your server, and he'll uh-huh. you know he'll move your appetizer bowl away. He'll take those utensils away, and then he'll bring you that soup. Yes. And it's hot. It's just it's the temperature you need, so you can dig right. In. You don't have to blow it with him. It's gonna come to the, exactly the way it is. So now you can accept the Holy and Spirit like you and see and just take it right away. And he's not gonna come and get that bowl until it's time until it's time so when I when I said that I was literally thinking about Olive Garden love yeah. Olive Garden yeah. no dig against Olive Garden at all it is not a fine mm-hmm. dining yes. restaurant no, so when you go to a Eddie V's yeah oh yeah, yeah. okay that's my plan not only not only do they not bring out the next course until you're done yeah. sometimes they don't even bring out the entire table yeah courses until you're done and not only do they um, make sure that you're finished they take it away they replenish your utensils Mm -hmm. with what you need for the next course course. they take that little I don't know what it is a razor I don't know shave off the bread off you know the crumbs off they prepare it a a, a new a fresh fresh. okay so now you don't made now you hit on something okay I don't think you even understand the depth when you're waiting on the Lord To bring you a blessing. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that are assigned to go along with you. Mm-hmm. They, they're sitting at the table with you, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. And sometimes your course can't be served until that next person is done with mm. their portion of that meal. Wow. And some of us are waiting, and we've been waiting on the Lord a long so, You're someone time else's blessing. That you're holding up because Ooh. you're not finishing your food. Because you want to talk about your oh, story, so. the 38 years that you've been wow. waiting by the table. Wow. And to nobody, me. nobody, nobody, nobody. So that's where I was going with the three stories with the training, right? There's, you know, the, this victim story, yeah. what was me? There's a villain. Yeah. You're the reason why I don't have what I need. It's yeah. somebody else's fault. Yeah. And then there's this helplessness, yeah. right? Those are the stories that we typically tell ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. hmm. Because we can't, we can't, 
we can't get to the next course right. until the person that we're connected to that we're waiting on finishes their course and then when the, by the time they finally get there we don't know how many people are sitting at our table oh with us God. in different places that the so Lord true. has prepared in front so of us true. in the presence of all of our enemies and sometimes we were talking off air that sometimes we're the enemy we're our own worst we're enemy we're our sometimes. own worst enemy oh yes mm-hmm. because we don't want to finish our food we want to sit there and play with our phone and tell our stories and wallow in our table for one of self-pity and oh my gosh and I'm afraid to eat yeah because I'm coming to a realization in my own life right now that it's okay to enjoy my food oh yes okay and take my time. That takes time. Eat. I was just going to say, that takes time. It takes time. You don't enjoy a good meal if you eat it hastily. And you're supposed to chew your food so many times uh, before yeah. you swallow. And you don't need to have a big bite. That's why some of us need to, need to use smaller forks and smaller utensils. And smaller plates. And smaller plates to watch our portion size. Yes. Because sometimes we want to eat too much and become physically obese in some cases we would want to become spiritually obese but some of us don't have the patience we're mostly spiritually anorexic and we're starving to death spiritually mm-hmm. because we don't want to finish our food because lord i don't like that food it's too hot it's too cold it's mm-hmm. too this it's like the little girl with the, the three bears that porridge is too hot too this hot. porridge is too cold and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this porridge is just right when mm-hmm. the lord gives us something that's prepared on that table it's good for us mm-hmm. and in fine dining restaurants you guys talk about fine dining we're talking like five star yeah or whatever this what the lord is preparing for us and uh they don't give you big portions no as a matter of fact sometimes (laughs) it's like they charge you a big portion yeah and so you get your steak and it might have a couple of sprigs of something green around it some dot juice and i'm thinking well where's the mashed potato where's the garlic mashed or the 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 twice stuffed potato And oh, well, you didn't know that didn't come with it, right? It's a la carte, it's a la carte. You have to have another <laughs> experience so to paying, get that. I'm paying 40 bucks See. just to get the meat, yeah. So, if I want vegetables, potatoes, yeah. you gotta, you gotta <laughs> and, they, order all and they also say if you have to ask how much something costs, you can't afford, you can't afford it, you can't afford you can't it and it. you're not ready for you it. So, when it. you were talking and you were talking about uh, not taking kids to fine dining, for instance. Mm-hmm. They're not mature enough to, some kids are not mature enough to appreciate that. So that's what God is doing with us. Also, sometimes we're stuck at the appetizer. We can't move on to... Um, the soup or the salad or whatever. Burgers and fries. You you used to go on to McDonald's and God is trying to prepare your palate for something more. Yeah. But we're not ready because we want to appreciate when we get it. We won't know how to handle that particular course if we get it too soon. And, and that's the trouble with us sometimes. We don't we get mad at God for not bringing us the more, but we don't understand what the more is. Right. We haven't even consumed what he's given. Oh, we haven't consumed what he's given us, but we haven't appreciated Appreciate. that it was cooked, prepared. My, my daughter broke my spirit when she told me she didn't like my homemade macaroni and cheese. Yeah, she wanted to stuff out the she wanted She wanted crap. <laughs> She want uh, no. What's the one I I don't get craft the creamy one, Velveeta or whatever Velveeta. it is. Oh, she wanted she Velveeta. she wanted that, and you make it from scratch. From scratch, With you had love. it today. It was wonderful. 
You have. Yeah. I, I mean, She's I'm baking. I've been up since seven o'clock this morning, cooking and slaving, and dinner. and she had the nerve to tell me, "Just tell I don't want that kind. Yeah. I want daddy's kind." Oh no, you will never get my macaroni and cheese again. That's what I wanted to do if I was God, right? Yeah. You'll never get my macaroni and cheese again. But thank God, she wanted Velveeta, and you made it from scratch. You're like, no thanks. But that's the way we are before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Lord, I don't want this bitter cup mm-hmm. of death or loss or what or disappointment. And the one you mentioned two weeks ago, we were on about the people do all this embarrassment in in oh yes, you don't want the humiliation. Because, the, but that's yes. on the table as well because yeah. we need that course. We need, yeah, we need to know how to handle the ridicule, the rejection. We need the legumes yeah. Yeah. to make our digestion push. Yeah, we're not trying to be gross and everything, no. but everything on the meal allows your body to function. If we didn't have that disappointment. So you need all those. You things. need all that. The blend, okay. You got to have everything because all things work together, right? Romans eight twenty eight still applies. It's it all, still in the Bible. It's still in the Bible. Oh, and I know we haven't gotten to dessert yet, but if you have dessert before you have the meal, it takes your appetite away. Some people say it don't bother me. They can do it. And they can still, but boy, she knows. You give me a taste of anything. Too much. I can't even have too much of the. Of the hors d'oeuvres or the appetizers because it kills. Sure. I then I, I'm too full and I don't want the main course. And yeah. then I, I want a, it until then tomorrow. I'm offended, yeah. right? And she's yeah. offended. You know, yeah. I was making this meal and I said, "Mom, uh, come on over at this time." She didn't want to get up. Come on over at the. She didn't want to get up. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop by Jack in the Box and get a couple tacos. <laughs> I did. Now I'm making. I forget what I was making, but I, whatever it was, it was homemade and it was delicious. Yeah, scratch. Well, Jack yeah, in the Box. At a home too, but we don't know necessarily what kind who's of home. home. Who's home? Okay, but I'm over in Otiran. But but this is what she's and saying. And I'm coming to her house for dinner. And I'm telling her what time to come, but she didn't want to come to the I didn't table. Want to get up. This is that what I'm early get, to this, get this, ready. This, this is what I'm saying. She didn't want to come to the table yeah. that was prepared for her that had everything that she needed. Ooh, she good. wanted a substitute. I wanted to swing through the drive-through, a grab substitute. some fries and a couple of nuggets that would hold me until she got dinner. Till you got here, whatever it was. That's good, good word. Mm. You're listening to the Raising Men Show. I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. My guest, Dr. Michelle Knight and Mary Louise Page. We'll be right back. That's good word right there. Oh my goodness. Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. You can contact me at 951-757-4202. Or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKVY 1080 AM. And we're here, last segment of week four, Dinner is Served. And we're talking about different courses and different 
aspects of our meal and a friend of ours is is struggling through a really tough time Mm -hmm. and I I find that I relate to his struggle greatly but even when the Lord prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies Mm -hmm. we've we've talked about that several times over the last few weeks and even in this segment about what the table means and I think it's 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 a fair stretch where we want to make believe that that table's always got our favorite food Mm. on it good stuff good stuff yeah stuff we want stuff we want but there's sometimes on that table it's got stuff we don't want to eat and i know we've talked about you know we shared the story about you know stopping at the the drive-thru instead of coming over to michelle's house Mm -hmm. and eating on time when the food was already there and prepared Mm -hmm. and it was going to be hot and ready it was going to be hand prepared it was going to be something that your body needed to to fill it and not make it feel hungry and empty so quick because it wasn't a a, a sustainable meal Mm -hmm. but sometimes the lord puts stuff on our plate that's good for us personally I can't stand lima beans. Lord, I don't know why you made a lima bean. I don't see the necessary. I don't see a the need. A green bean at that. A green why bean. Why make a green it bean? It looked like, it, it should have named it a kidney bean because lima bean sure, actually looks do. like your kidney organ. And not whatever a lima is. And I don't even know, <laughs> care what a lima is. It's a nasty, mushy, hard bean. I don't care who have made it. Yeah. It has never tasted right. You don't care what they season it with? It don't matter. I could put all the butter on it. garlic, some butter. I could put chocolate on it. I could fry it. (laughs) They're still nasty. It's still a lima bean. Exactly. I can wrap them in bacon and it's still a lima bean. (laughs) Poor thing. I trust they didn't damage you and make you eat a lima bean when you were younger. You know Eunice Carlisle did. Well, your brother made, I mean, your dad made me eat um, broccoli, asparagus. Oh, yeah. No, those were good. And No. And beets, which... Beets are nasty. See? Okay, y'all, y'all have a little blasphemy going on right now. Nasty <laughs> for you. Beets are good. Oh, and they're see. good for you. See, but see, that's but that's the point, though. Yeah. I don't eat tomato. What? I don't eat fresh see. tomato. Okay, I see. can eat tomato with salt and pepper and just throw down. Uh, I'm not sure. I can't go there with you on a hamburger. Take it off the vine. Plastic acid. Bite it. Oh, no. And Two then words. plastic acid. Plastic. That is plastic not true. Acid. No, so I can't. Not. I can't do the that. Texture is disgusting. It's well. So yeah. And as a child, I wouldn't eat cranberry sauce. No, that's that's still. You nasty. know why? I still eat it. You know why? Okay, so. You know why? You gotta say why. Why? Well, I'm sorry. Why? Because it looked like beets. Yeah, they're both <laughs> they're both nasty. Cranberry okay. sauce. Cranberry sauce is gross, okay. especially back in the day. I didn't buy it from Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, no problem. I'm, I'll bring you, my you, other. I'll you, bring a substitute. Trust okay. me, because okay. cranberry. When my mom used to just get them out that can, so they used to come out jiggling out, looking like Jello. Yes. And one year, I thought it was Jello. One time, took a nice big <laughs> hoop, and it's it was like sweet though. It is sweet. It's sweet, it's, nasty. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't want the turkey or the dressing, which Without I love, cranberry. unless. We have a generous, and don't give me one little slice or a little spoonful. But I don't want the whole cranberries. I want the jiggly I, thing. I like the slice. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We so, you think God's into this? That He's gonna give us not the nothing that jiggles and well, he's can't gonna, be well, gooey. Well to, the, to the, well, to that end, though, He's gonna give us parts on the plate for us that we don't want to eat. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. But it's good for it's, it's necessary. good. It's necessary mm-hmm. for our body at some point. He's going to give us death on a plate to eat mm-hmm. that we don't want to eat. 
he's going to give us some other form of loss, a loss of a job, loss of a house, loss of a car, loss of a child, loss of a loss of a loss. Oh, God. And it's not what we want to eat. So when we think about the table that the Lord prepares, there's going to be a meal on there. There's going to be an entree, a course mm-hmm. or two. That we don't like. Oh, that, we don't like. that we don't like. I don't care how he served it. I don't care what other kind of chef he could have brought in and told us that Gordon Ramsay made it. We're not going to want to eat that right. meal. Yeah. Because it's not going to feel good. It's not going right. to taste good. It's, it's not going to be easily going down whether you follow it with soup or water or whatever you, this Dr. Pepper I'm drinking on the side. It's not going to taste right. right. And it's going to upset our stomach. It's going to, it's going to sour us for a while because that meal was not good to, to what we had us. In mind. Was not what we had in mind, it but it, it's good for us it's because long term we're going to be able to help someone right. with that testimony right. that goes forward. So, so Romans eight twenty eight applies right. that all things work together right. for those who yes. love God and are called according to, to His, his purpose. Right. So, in it's the all things that we that we want to just you know negate and. Ex- we call it exclude the right. bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We think, oh, it's it's the good. It's the when I got the promotion, or when I got the raise, when I got this, or when I got that. Yes. But what we talked about, we're going to apply First Corinthians three one and two to this. Before you go there, sure. can I just acknowledge one please, thing. Please, please. You like something that I don't like. Sure. I like something that you don't like. Yeah. You two like something that I don't like. Us two like something that sure. you don't like. Right. Sure. So it's that perception too. Sure. And an experience that is sure. playing into this also. It's huge. Because I could have I could go through something similar to you or sure. something the same as you. Sure. But based in terms of mm-hmm. the loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but yeah. the way I grieve that sure. or the way that I process and that sure. is is uh, determined by the relationship. Yeah. Right? Yes. And when the Lord brings that same experience back, the same meal, that same entree back to right. you, the second time you have it, it's not going to taste as bad. It may still upset your stomach. It still may sour you, but it's not going to be for as long because you're going to understand that there's a greater cause that it needs to happen, that, that all things really you do hope. work together. You hope. But it, you, true, but it's got to, right? Yeah. Because it's not going to make us feel any better. Right. Mm-hmm. But then... It should help us understand. Like when I lost my mom, yeah, it was different yes. than when I lost my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. But that was Which different, different when, when I lost my wife. Right. And I didn't get it. And then different still than when I lost my dad. Yes. Yeah. And so, and then you don't count the losses of relationships along the way for folks that are still living, mm-hmm. yeah. which to your body still feels the yes. same. Same as... Yes. as the actual physical, yes. tangible loss and death. Mm-hmm. But your mind is trying to help your body go, no, 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 yes. no. I know it hurts the same. I know it's the same feeling you have in your gut. I know that meal still tastes like a dry, overdone steak. Mm-hmm. Or to me, maybe a lima bean. Or to you, mm-hmm. maybe a whatever it is, a, a beet or asparagus mm-hmm. or broccoli. But it's good for us. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, it's going to make our body strong enough. Yes. To be able to help someone else when we need to sit at the table with them to eat that same meal of something that they don't want to eat and help them care. So, no, 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 don't worry about it. You eat it as a one small bite at a time. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. You you may be staring down the load of whatever that is. The elephant meal. The elephant meal. One bite at a time. One bite at a time. 
and you may need to drink a lot of water or one of your favorite beverages along the way to help you with that, but you got to stay there because the reality is, like we've already talked about here, yeah. the Lord's not going to take that course away from you mm-hmm. until you finish it. And that may be a long time. That's why some people don't ever get out of 1970 with wearing that same shirt, that same haircut, and driving that same car because that was the best times of your life. Because in 1980, it was the worst times. They wanted to live in the 70s because that's what was good for them. And they can't keep eating that same meal. And that's, that's when we go into 1 Corinthians 3, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Where in, I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. It says, Brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I found it impossible Oh my God! And it's possible to speak happen. to you as though those who were spiritually mature, mature. people, mm-hmm. for you are still dominated by the mindset of the flesh, mm-hmm. and because you are immature infants in Christ, I had to nurse you and feed you with milk, not with a solid food of more advanced teachings, because you weren't ready for it. Ready. In fact. You were still not ready to be fed solid food. And milk in this case is, is talking about the basic teachings of our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even so, with newborn, when a newborn needs to survive on milk for sustenance. So when the Lord is bringing us these trials and tribulations and bringing us these meals that we don't want to eat, our walking away from the table is preventing us from getting to the next course because we won't sit long enough right. and finish that Ooh. meal and let the Lord work, have his work completed in us so we can then move on and be someone else's blessing that, that of something that they've waited all their lives yes. for. And we've got to be able to finish those meals. And we're going to finish this series, but I don't know when. The Lord's dealing with us. We're, we're going to get there, we're but we're not going to rush through. Okay. Because there's someone out there that needs to understand that the course that they're getting is the same course that they had. And they don't understand why they're still sitting there. Well, why are you still feeding me this crow? I don't want to eat crow. I don't want to eat humble pie. I don't want to eat lima beans. I don't want to eat legumes anymore. But we've got to finish that meal to become content and understand the deeper things of God because he's got a plan that's so far greater than anything that we can ask, we can comprehend, think or imagine. Yes. But it, we have to finish that course. Well, we like people like to say, oh no, stay the race, finish the course because we think about it in death. Yes. But it's not. It's no. it, it's seven years of grief and ten years of grief should not be the thing. Twenty years in the same hot sun, like to do thirty-eight years beside the waters, is a thing because we were waiting on someone else to take care to of us. Help when us. Yes. in reality, it's Jesus said, "Ah, it's already in you." He just wants to know: Do you want to be made whole? Do you want? Mm-hmm. What do you want? What do you want? It's up to you. Which do you want to like go? A ridiculous question to ask a paralytic Absolutely. that have been laying. Uh, Lord, I'm not saying you're ridiculous or sure. anything. You know, I'm not saying that, Lord. Uh, please, no lightning bolts. But Not why would you? Course. Why would you ask a person that had been in that shape? Do you want to be made whole? 